I also say um, it doesn't have to be an early morning routine. Like, I feel like people, like, if you don't have kids, if you, like, little kids at home, like, if you have personal time, like, that's awesome. You can do it at 9 o'clock when they're at school. But how often do you actually do that? Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Britton Pack, and she is a Mornings for Moms expert. <laughs> um, this Expert. You are an expert. Okay. <laughs> so in October, in the Moms Without Capes community, we yeah. have been, we've been working on waking up and making life happen. So we're, I've been talking all about using your, your mornings and, you know, of course your mornings start with the night before making sure that you're, you get a good night's sleep, but it's all about um, just waking up and living your best life, which is why I wanted to bring you on to talk with the group about how you have been able to use your mornings to step into your best version. So Britton is married and a mom of three kids, ages six and under. She's a clinical pharmacist, but also has a love of health and fitness and has found that implementing a regular morning routine has changed her life. And she's on a mission to help other moms do the same. Waking up each day with motivation, joy, excitement, and even peace is possible. You don't have to feel tiredness and dread when your alarm goes off in the morning. And Britton is here to help you learn how to change your mindset, your morning, and your day. So welcome to Moms Without Capes. Let's start by, I read your bio, but let's tell us a little bit about, a little bit more about how you got into being a morning expert and how how you got into focusing in on using your mornings. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and your journey. Okay, so let's go. You mentioned I'm a pharmacist, and that's kind of where it all started um, because I've had to wake up early for most of my life, right? We all had to wake up early going to school, and I hated it, right? I was the last kid in bed growing up. I loved my late nights out with my friends. So all through school, um, all through college, and then studying late into the night. So I've always been you'd say a night owl. I just thought I was naturally someone who stayed up late. I even, I worked the swing shift um, when I was in college. And so that was a two to midnight shift at the hospital. And so I really just thought that was my normal rhythm. And so, however, when I graduated, I had to be to work at 6 a.m. and I have about a 30 minute commute. So I still had to get to work early, but my habits were still that I would stay up late. And I just thought that, the morning time was awful because you feel yucky when you get up, especially if you go to bed late, right? You're not getting enough sleep. And I would take naps almost daily. So that was kind of the rhythm. You get up early, go to work, take a nap, stay up late. And I kind of feel like that's how a lot of people function these days anyways, Um, especially with technology and Netflix. We all get sucked into the technology at nighttime. So that's kind of where I was. And then 
I had children and I still had to work. Hey, buddy. What? Speaking of children. Okay. Okay. Just be quiet. Anyway, so I had kids and I still, after maternity leave, I went back to work and I realized a lot of this started because I got really into like health and fitness exercise and I noticed I felt really good and I wanted to keep that up after, especially after having a baby, right? And I would come home from work. I would do my workout with a baby crying or needing something. And I found myself more frustrated than happy after a workout. And that really upset me. So I was at work one day and a girl had said that she had just come from her workout. So keep in mind, I have to be to work at six. And she had just finished her workout. And I made, and I was like, well, she only lives like five minutes from the hospital. So I have a 30 minute commute. She has a five minute commute. So that was my excuse, right? Like she only has to wake up at five, which is still early and she can get her workout in, but I have to wake up at like four thirty, four o'clock to get a workout in and get ready and make it to work. But just a couple more days of being frustrated in my after work workout. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to try it, you know? And my thought was if she can do it, so can I. And so that's kind of where it started. Um, I did not love it. I was was exhausted for the first couple of weeks and I didn't do it every day. So keep in mind, I work part-time, which is two or three days a week. So I only did it on the days I was going to work. And that's kind of where it started. Um, and it wasn't, and that's been for several years. My oldest is six. So that was right about when he was born. And then it wasn't until a few years ago when I started implementing these other things that, um, that we're doing. And I wouldn't say even until it was just like, about two years ago, and I actually, you know, looked forward to waking up in the morning. So it's definitely a journey, definitely a process. I am a morning you know. person as well. And very similar, like just mm -hmm. started experimenting. I remember going to, um, I was training for a half marathon, and I would be running. And I'd run, I'd meet there was another woman that was I'd always run into. I was friends with her and she'd be like, why don't you try the Zumba class? And the Zumba class started at 515. And I remember being like, I had all kinds of excuses. Very similar to you. Like, no way am I. And I was running at six. Yeah. Like I was already on the on the like path to becoming an even earlier morning person. And I remember just rolling my eyes and being like, I could never uh -huh. wake up that early. But the more I did it, the more I realized like there was so much to gain from. It's possible. Yes, mm -hmm. it was absolutely possible. But it from was being that early. reinforcement that you needed mm -hmm. of like feeling better exactly. and feeling good that probably led I you know. to doing it That's every day instead of just those mornings that you went exactly. to work. So yeah, and I like to say, and now you started out with exercise too. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like because exercise for doing it for so long, you do get that positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm. Um, I do because I now include you know reading in my morning journaling, question. but I feel like if I would have, yeah, I, so I was gonna say if I would have started with that, you know, that's not very that's a long-term thing. Like you don't yeah. see benefits of that right away. I feel like, like, yes, you have like an uplifting attitude and kind of gives you long-term perspective, but you don't get the endorphins, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes you're exhausted. So if you were to get up and start reading, you'd probably fall back asleep. 
And so that's why I feel like um, exercise is a huge part of my morning routine for that purpose, that it brings the positive reinforcement and the feel good feelings. So when you start adding in these other things, um, you kind of have it all together. That's a great point. That is, that's such a great point is because, Mm -hmm. and my husband says like, how do you get up? Like, you know, because I do look forward to my morning. It's my favorite time of day now. And you know, mm-hmm. he, he struggles with, you know, even hearing the alarm and which we'll talk about in a little bit about, you know, beating the snooze button and how do you start that? Mm-hmm. But I do, I really look forward to my morning. And so over the years, I've been able to actually mm-hmm. look forward to it. And like, it's now my favorite part of the day. So Moms Without Capes Inner Circle is a calm space for overwhelmed moms to slow down, connect, grow and share. If you've lost yourself in the throes of motherhood and you forget who you are outside of your role as a mom or a wife, join the inner circle to better know yourself as a woman, to learn how you can fall in love with yourself and to get comfortable with being yourself. Connect with other women who are walking a similar path, rediscovering who we are under our mom hat. Find out more by following the link in the show notes of this episode or by visiting momswithoutcapes.com backslash inner dash circle. We'd love to have you as part of our circle. You mentioned a few things about what you do in the morning. Can you mm-hmm. tell us a bit more about mm-hmm. what, what exactly do you do when you wake up? At, and what time do you wake up? Let me, let's cover that. What time do you wake up these days? Start with that. <laughs> I do. So when I do... I do like workshops and I have a workbook and my number one thing is I'm not here to tell you to wake up at five o'clock or four thirty or six o'clock. The goal is to wake up for whatever you want to do. Like, so you have enough time to do the thing that you want to do. And so for me personally, like I said, so on the days I go to work, I have to be to work at six. I wake up, my alarm goes off at four. I'm still not the best at getting right out of bed. So I'm up around four fifteen, four twenty. 20. But that's, you know, about three days a week. On the other days, I try to get up around 536-ish. So mm-hmm. it just depends, you know, what you have going, what you have in your day. If you have appointments, if you have work, if you have to get the kids off, um, that depends on what time you need to wake up. And I also say you- Like exactly, reverse engineering. Yeah, you kind of work backwards. And I also say, mm-hmm, I also say um, it doesn't have to be an early morning routine. Like, I feel like people, like, if you don't have kids, if you, like, little kids at home, like, if you have personal time, like, that's awesome. You can do it at 9 o'clock when they're at school, but how often do you actually do that? That's the thing. As long as you can stay consistent, because I feel like once your day starts rolling, you have so many other people that are trying to interfere with your schedule, and so that's why I'm such a fan of the morning is because you can guarantee at 5 or 6 o'clock, like no one from the outside world should be, you know, biting for your time. So what, what do you do now? You, you journal. So I include, there's different things. And I say, um, you don't have to do all the things on all the days because it is overwhelming. And if you're just starting out, you should just pick one thing and start with that. But now I like to include, so my workout is number one. I'm not number one. I wake up. I like to pray. I like to read my scriptures. If you're not a religious person, you can do something uplifting, something that's motivating you to kind of be a better person, live a better life. And then I have journaling, which is different for everybody. It doesn't have to be, 
I, I like to say when I was in like elementary school, I kept a very different journal, right? And now my journaling consists mostly just of thoughts. So like I like to do gratitude for sure. So talk about three things you're grateful for in the last 24 hours. And then just other things. Like if I had something my kids did that was cute, I want to remember, I'll write that down. Um, I call it the hand of the Lord. If I feel like there is divine intervention in my day, I write that down. Um, just so you have a place to turn to to remember things. And then I also like to do what's called my affirmations or power statements. Um, just kind of your goals written out so that you can kind of keep a clear focus moving forward. So those are kind of those three things. And then I'll move on to my workout. And like I said, it changes. So sometimes I'll do a to-do list or a brain dump. Sometimes I'll write out my menu for the week, you know, grocery lists. That's the time that I have to write those things down. We talk a lot about filling your bucket, right? Like doing things that bring you joy, that give you energy and focus and practicing self-care every day. And so Mm -hmm. it starts the night before going to bed early enough and setting yourself up for a good night's sleep. Because if you're functioning only on two hours of sleep, there's no way that you want to get up at 4am or 5am or even 8am. So how do you force yourself to go to bed early enough Mm -hmm. to wake up early enough to do the things? For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak, and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my my worth, but really it was exhausting, and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed. And I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses. But it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. So this is a kind of a tough love answer to this question um, because I have been there in the past where it's very gratifying. So I like the quote, it's easy to do the hard things, but it's hard to do. It's easy to do things that make life hard, but it's hard to do things that make life easier. So think about when it's late at night, it's about eight o'clock and you're thinking, oh, it's too early to go to bed, but I'm just going to watch a show and just kind of unwind 
mind. Check out. I've had an exhausting day. So you watch a show and then you watch another one because you don't want to get up <laughs> off the couch and then another and another. And now it's like about 11 o'clock or midnight. And you're like, okay, or you're falling asleep on the couch. And then you're like, okay, I should probably go to bed. When you wake up in the morning, first of all, you're probably kind of cranky, kind of exhausted because you probably didn't get enough sleep. Do you feel satisfied with how you spent your time? And I'm not doing this from a judgmental point because I have been there. Like we have been those ones. I've binged watch Netflix for night after night, got stuck on a season. And I finally, like after doing this enough, and I realized I couldn't get up to do my morning routine. And then I'm just kind of cranky all day because I missed out on something that I knew (laughs) filled my cup. I, yeah. So it's this cycle. And I just realized, what is this show even doing for my life? Like it literally does nothing for my (laughs) personal life. It is just pure entertainment. Right. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not a good show, like one time I was like, I feel like I just wasted that hour of my life Mm -hmm. watching. That was so dumb. Like, why did I watch this? And so it's really hard because it is, it gives you that dopamine in the moment that to just veg out on the couch and just be blinded by the TV. And it's hard to like get up and go sit in bed and read a book for half hour, or whatever you want to do. You can read a book. You could do your journal time at bedtime. You could take a bath, just something to unwind. But right. I know that it's hard. I know that it's not fun. Like in the beginning, like when you could sit and watch this fun movie or you can go and read a book. Like <laughs> it's a very difficult like decision in the moment. Yes. But once you've done it enough and you have the rewarding effects, that's what that's where like the easiest hard and the hard is easy. Because when you yeah. do the hard things, make the hard decision over time, it makes your life easier and more joyful and more enjoyable. And you don't feel stuck. You feel motivated. Whereas if you're making the easy moment, easy decision in the moment to sit and watch TV, like you're stuck in that cycle. It is a dopamine fix and you start to crave it and crave it. If you notice when you start to watch a show yes. and you have to keep watching it. And like Netflix has uh, so it's a, it's a tough one to answer. <laughs> Netflix is good with, with oh, yeah. hooking, and hooking you with want, the end. Right? Uh-huh. Oh, totally. And so it's, it's not a fun answer, but it's like, is this really benefiting my life? It's kind of have to, how you have to look at it. So how do you, if, if somebody is completely new at, and they want to try waking up a bit earlier than their kids mm-hmm. get up or the rest of their family gets up, what do you suggest? Like, how do they stop hitting the snooze button? How do they actually get up? Do you have any tips or strategies that you can share? Get out of bed. I actually, so I do have like a workbook and a workshop that I put together that literally goes through everything in detail um, because there's kind of different steps and it, a lot of it is in your mind. A lot of it is mental, um, but honestly, if you're starting out, you need to choose one thing that you want to do. So maybe whether that be like reading for 10 minutes or your workout, even just like a 15 minute workout will make a difference in your day. So you choose one thing you want to do. And I say you do it in 15 minute increments. So maybe you go to bed 15 minutes earlier or at least get in bed because you're not going to be tired if you're out on your phone or on the TV, you kind of got to get off your electronic devices and then set your alarm for just 15 minutes earlier. And then once you're able to do that for about a week, add another 15 minutes on. And you can either, you know, lengthen the time you're doing your task or add in another task. Um, but take it kind of in a stepwise. I had a girl once who was in one of my groups and she was 
kind of the exact situation. She would stay up late. She said, how do I, like me and my husband, like we just love watching our Netflix shows together um, till about 11 o'clock or midnight. And then I would wake up by my kids. My kids would wake me up. And then I already felt behind because I felt like I had stuff in my brain that I needed yes. to do, but I couldn't remember what that was. And I'm, and so I'm impatient with my kids because they're asking for my attention. They're asking for breakfast. They're asking to play, but I knew I had to do something. I couldn't remember what it was. And so I just was in this vicious cycle that I couldn't, you know, get hold of my day and myself. And she's like, and then when she, she went through my workbook and she's like, when I finally sat and was like, is this TV show really benefiting my life? And she's like, and that's when I was able to make the change. And she did it. Like she was waking up around 9 a.m., like going mm -hmm. to bed around midnight or one o'clock, waking up around mm -hmm. 9 a.m. And she, so she did it in like about hour increments. So she would wake up at eight and then seven. And she finally got to about six o'clock is now her schedule. Um, mm -hmm. They stopped watching their show together at night. And let me, let me say this though. I'm not completely against watching TV or watching movies like at night with your spouse. Like I love to watch movies. Um, we just set aside a special time. So like that's for the weekend. So like Friday, Saturday night, that's what we like to do, but not on a week, Definitely. not on a daily basis, nightly basis. So that's kind of what kind of set a goal, set a parameter for yourself. Okay. So, so I have two more questions for you. And one is, and I, I didn't, mm -hmm. so for those of you watching or listening, um, I, I sent Britain some general questions so she knows what to expect, but I did not send you this one. So if you can't think on the spot, um, we can always okay. put it in the comments afterwards. But what is your, what is your favorite self-development yeah. book? I started a book club inside my membership. And so we focus on personal development okay. and self-growth books. Mm -hmm. And so I want to know what is your personal, like what is your favorite Fun. or go-to aside from the Bible? Because I know that you are a Christian favorite and one. you read the Bible. What is your favorite yeah. personal development mm -hmm. book? So um, I, it's probably, I mean, I love personal development books too. That's a lot of the things that I read. I would say like the first one that comes to mind and is actually the first one I read because I think it's very simple to understand. And I think it applies to everything. It doesn't just apply to exercise or business. It's kind of like your whole life. And um, it's The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Have you read that one? I haven't. Uh-uh. I'll add it to my list. <laughs> yeah, it's really simple. Yeah, and it's really good. And it's basically just, and it's kind of what my whole thing is based on consistency. So uh, consistency is key. And that's like the compound effect, just little things long-term okay. over time. So yeah, I'd have to say that's probably my go-to when people ask where to start or I just, that's kind of the basis of my whole thoughts process around a routine as well. So the compound effect by Darren Hardy. Okay. Awesome. And the other thing is what is your favorite way of practicing self-care, which I feel that you're going to say in the morning, but what is your, what, what do you feel fills your bucket the most? Like we said, um, I love just my morning routine to have quiet time, but for self-care, like if I get to like indulge or something, I would say, I mean, I love to go on trail runs or hiking okay. and that's been kind of difficult since having kids to get out. So I love to do that. Um, if I have like a free afternoon or sometimes if we have like a date night and it's nice weather, my husband and I would like to like to do that. But I also would say like, uh, just to go shopping by myself for like two hours would be great. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> All right, friends. So why don't yeah. we tell everybody how they can get in touch yeah. with you? I know you're a big Instagram, so where can they follow you? And you also, um, mm -hmm. I know yeah. we talked about a free gift or resource. Yeah. So um, Instagram is the best place. Um, I'm just at Britain Pack. It's B-R-I-T-T-A-N. P-A-C-K. And then my link there, I have all of my, so I have a free um, guide on overcoming the snooze button, which we didn't talk about that as much, but um, I do tips on like what to think, what to say to yourself when you're going to bed, what to say to yourself when you're waking up in the morning. And then also my um, workshop and workbook that I have available if you want to kind of do the whole little you know, everything around the morning, how to get started, how to stay consistent. And it's oh. also linked on my Instagram, but it's out mountainmom.co. So .co. Okay. So mountain, I'm writing it down so that I'll put it in the comments of the thing. Mountainmom at dot. Perfect. Wait, what is it? Mountainmom. Dot C. Yep. Dot co. Dot okay. co. Yep. Okay. All right. I will put that that way. People and can then follow I can you. send you um yeah. Perfect. I'll send you the link to overcoming the snooze handout as well. So perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on as a guest. So, yeah, thank you. Moms Without Capes Inner Circle is a calm space for overwhelmed moms to slow down, connect, grow, and share. If you've lost yourself in the throes of motherhood and you forget who you are outside of your role as a mom or a wife, Join the inner circle to better know yourself as a woman, to learn how you can fall in love with yourself, and to get comfortable with being yourself. Connect with other women who are walking a similar path, rediscovering who we are under our mom hat. Find out more by following the link in the show notes of this episode or by visiting momswithoutcapes.com backslash inner dash circle. We'd love to have you as part of our circle. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.